The Athene Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athene's personal views. Welcome to the Athene Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athene. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. would not want to take you on in a video game. Nilsa, what is, in your opinion, are the most damaging social conditioning most people have? I think one of the most flawed social conditioning, well, it depends, of course, but in society, is that making sense is not their core value. I think that's one of the biggest ones. And it has a lot to do with freedom or the concept of freedom. People think they're free to do whatever the fuck, even though freedom is a very flawed concept. You don't have freedom without responsibility. Because if you take freedom away from responsibility, your freedom goes at the cost of someone else's freedom. Freedom actually starts cannibalizing on itself. If everybody was free in a responsible way, then, you know, the world would be a utopia. Like the concept of freedom, like, yeah, I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm free to live unhealthy. I'm free to, to waste my life. I'm free to be irresponsible. Is bullshit. Because every single action or inaction has its repercussions. So maybe the concept of freedom is one of the worst ones, I guess. It's a flawed concept of freedom. Everything like free, 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 free. You can't be free if it goes to cost someone else. That doesn't make any sense. You're free within a certain framework. But outside of it? And then suddenly freedom is not that attractive anymore. It's just like a, a concept that can take you away from your own potential. I don't feel that I'm free at all. I don't experience freedom. I already said that. I experience choiceless awareness. I don't experience a choice. I don't experience freedom. The only thing I experience is to do what makes most sense. And all the rest is just distraction and bullshit. I don't experience freedom. I only experience what makes sense. I said it already. I said it in the past. And now I think people might more easily relate to it, what I mean. If I am in front of a situation and there is only one option that makes most sense, I don't even see the other ones. I just do it. Even if it means sacrificing myself, I don't care. I got to do what makes most sense. And the funny thing is, that's how your cells in your body work as well. Most people are confused with bullshit uh, concepts and freedom is a big one of those. Like I'm talking about the glorification of freedom eh, as a concept. It's just utterly insane it's like people can literally justify the concept of freedom to bomb other countries or invade other countries and shit like that it's just uh, it's it's a weird uh, abused simple populistic empty value i think maybe it's one of the most toxic ones because it brings about a lot of shitty behavior because if you're not free to do what you want to do and you should be doing what is most responsible or what makes most sense, then you're not going to let kids die if you can do something about it. It's fucking insane. You're going to be a good father, a good mother. You're not going to be, you know, like hurting other people and scamming and, and just living a very, very toxic life, smoking around other people, killing them indirectly. And you might say like, yeah, then I'll smoke in my house. Well, then you people that come over, your own children maybe, even though there's... 
information all over the place, you confront people, it's like, yeah, but I'm free to do what I want to do. Well, that's bullshit. In reality, you're not free to do what you want to do. You're not free to just jump from a building and start flying. No, you just fall on your face and you die. Same with cigarettes. Or I can give thousands. I can keep ranting about this shit all day long. Like people that live very unhealthy go like, yeah, I'm free to do my body what I want. Like we live in such a bubble. It's like if a kid is dying in front of the street and just walk by it, are you free to do that? You can wonder. Say like, no, that is really like... You can't do that. You've got to do something about it. Well, what about people on the other side of the planet? I think we share a, a very strong level of responsibility towards all of us. We're in this together. And a concept of identity and self and freedom, it's all flawed paradigms. It's all flawed, flawed concepts because of social conditions. It's usually people believing in, you know, like when you believe in the self or in your own identity, your story about this is who I am, this is what I've done, believing in some fairy tale, it's bullshit. It's literally bullshit. It's just a fucking stupid story. That's it. It's psychologically derailed. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I understand how the brain works. It's not because I have some kind of philosophy. It's just because I understand like, okay, we are not this story. We are an ever-changing unit that changes all the time. And our memories just allow us to be more, you know, consistent with reality. That's it. When we carry around our story everywhere, it's because we're deranged in the head. It's not what we are. What you are is what you are right now. That's it. Being aware of these things can really be a big relief for some. And for some other people, it can be scary. I think give me one simple example why we don't have freedom. So I can tell why I think we all have freedom. The problem is like when I talked about freedom, I talk about the concept of freedom and the glorification of it. It's a very specific thing that I'm talking about. Of course, when you go more deeper about the concept, like really, does freedom exist? You can even argue whether freedom exists because freedom doesn't really, really exist. When you look at neuroscience, there's a lot of tests. There's even a lot of renowned neuroscientists that are saying like, yeah, we actually make choices before we are aware of them. We can literally question whether or not free choice even exists. And to which extent are you free if, you know, you already made up your mind before you're even aware of it? You can think about that. But to give you an example that is more like, because that's really fundamental, really existential when you ask it. But like, let's forget about that one. Let's just talk about like just freedom itself, like as a concept. If you're a mother and you have a child, are you free to neglect her and uh, let her die? Are you free to do that? I could say you're free to do that, but not so many people would, you know, would accept that that is the right thing to go about it. And the problem here is not so much like, that we don't have the ability to make choices. It's the extent to which we glorify freedom to justify irresponsible behavior. That's the issue that I'm talking about. Considering that every action is in some kind of way selfish, can you blame someone who finds a more fulfilling way to live than charity? Do you ever wish maybe you have the ability to live different way? When you say consider that every act uh, action in some way is fundamentally selfish, that's not true that's built on the flawed paradigm of what you believe to be the self. And that's where the flawed logic is. When you define the self, because that's something I also talked quite a few times about on the stream is, that was something I had a lot of issues with back in the days, is why do good if everything is inherently selfish? But the thing is like, I only managed to answer that question later in life, is the issue was not so much because it didn't make sense to me, even though I didn't find an argument. So I was like, hmm, might as well do good. Who knows, maybe in the future I'll figure out the argument was flawed. 
and I'll feel very bad about it. And I figured out the argument was flaw is because self in all actions are inherently selfish is based on a flawed paradigm of the self. When you look at the self, right, and you want to define it, you look at consciousness. But when you look at consciousness, you look at the brain and all the neural circuits. And when you start looking at the brain and your consciousness from a more neuroscientific point of view, you start seeing that the self, the way you see it as identity and ego does not exist. It's just a concept. It's a mental image. But the self actually embodies all your experience, including your environment. So taking care of the self includes taking care of your environment. There is no such a thing as external when you look at it from a consciousness perspective. Me explaining this to you is all taking place within your consciousness right now. And you just with concepts allow to make a distinction. But if you just look at what you are, me talking to you right now is part of what you are right now. And that includes with everything. And that is why when you look at yourself and your life, it's very primitive. It's very narrow-minded. You are much more than that. You're the product of billions of years of evolution. Your language, what you say, how you say it, your DNA. There's so many patterns that have taken place in billions of years of evolution that you just take for granted. And you, for some reason, just exclude that when you just think about the self. But the self is also how your ancestors and the ancestors of your ancestors, how even atoms work around. Everything combined in what you are right now and brings rise to you. So when you start like seeing the self and, and approaching it that way, it's very limited. And that's why this, in some fundamental way, you are all selfish. It's a flawed paradigm. And using making sense allows you to figure out these answers. That's what I did. I look at knowledge. I try to learn. It didn't make sense. Why do good if we're all inherently selfish anyway? It didn't make sense to me. And I kept looking for an answer until I found it. I found that the issue was in the question itself and that the selfish in we're all inherently selfish was flawed. It's a very important insight. What I'm saying here, I've never read it. I've looked for it. I've never read what I just say here. I think this is such an important insight yet Never read it. I had to figure it out myself. I googled it. I looked it up. I, I couldn't find an answer. And I found it myself. It's a really important insight because it really makes you see things very different. Fenris as a teen, if you say that the individual is the only variable and that one can only control their own subjective experience, is the life of that subject not of more value than the constant of another subject? Well, it's all about reference frames, Fenrir. If you are the reference frame, then you are the only variable in your own reality. And that doesn't mean, doesn't equal that, therefore you're the most important thing in the world. It means that if it's about your actions and your decisions, you are the only variable that has actually influence over your actions and can inspire other people through these actions. But that doesn't mean that suddenly you should have the world be sacrificed for you. Because if you are fully aware, you also understand you're part of a bigger organism. Mormons is another example. Like Mormons can go from door to door for years, right? It's very hard what they do. And when you talk to them, the only reason why they have so much motivation to do so is because of their belief system. And the thing is that like being aware of these mechanics can really give you the strength of all these, you know, you can literally get the, the strength and motivation from fanatics without being a fanatic. 
Because the difference between a fanatic that really dies or fights like, like crazy because of their beliefs or you, the only thing is you run different software. You can really take the advantages of each belief system when you use making sense as your core value. It's very powerful. And that's why I can just play 16 hours a day poker or do things that normally that people would say like you can't do that if you if you don't have to although it doesn't like it's not even accurate because how many people grind their lives away with nine to five jobs because they have to pay for it but that's also a belief system people don't realize that but when you go to your job and you work and you put all these hours the reason why you find that normal is because you've been conditioned to believe you get paid and with that money you can buy other things and such it's all just belief systems it's patterns that's it and making sense as your core value really allows you to be so much more ahead of the curve. That's religion though. You can't include that people just follow it blindly. Of course you can. You think because people are religious that therefore they're, uh, they acquire superpowers? Of course not. It's because their core value is religion. If your core value is making sense, you just do everything that makes sense. I can just grind 16 hours a day poker without issues because it makes sense. And I don't experience any dissonance. I want to do effectively, but that's it. Procrastination doesn't exist anymore. Why would you procrastinate? It doesn't make sense. You can literally throw away everything that doesn't make sense in your life. If making sense is your core value. All the kappas would making sense. But you guys got to admit, this is the most powerful insight I've ever told you guys in all the real talk. It connects everything. I've kept saying it. Rationality. Logic, this and that, and science, I keep saying it, but now it's simple, it's like, tangible, it's like, you make your core value, making sense, get the fuck out of here already, done. We live in one of the best fucking times, where knowledge is just at the end of our fingertips, literally, you just gotta google it. And what do we do? We choose to stay ignorant, we learn, learn how we are, how we think, how to grow. How to break social conditioning of beliefs that just slow us down. But the dynamics and the neural limitations that bring people to think in denial apply also to us. It's part of our nature, but we can overcome it. So why just, you know, choose the ignorant way that maybe gives you some bit pleasure here and there, but in the long term makes you feel empty? Why choose that? If you can choose a path of making sense and actually finally know what the fuck you want in your life, where do you stand? Why, why choose an empty life? Like really seriously, why would you guys choose for an empty life? If right in front of you, you can just adopt a belief that makes you so powerful, so successful. Pipwood Life says, Atin, so how does a person who wants to make a sense as his core value, but he has not the logical capacity to do it? I think that's a good question. Intellectual authority would be my answer. If I wouldn't have the intellectual, logical capacity to come up with the conclusions, I would look up the person that has the most insight in these things and just base myself on what the person say. Of course, if I then am confronted with someone else debunking it, I would adopt that instead. That's what I did. That's what I do all the time, by the way. Uh, when it comes down to science, I'm not an authority. The intellectual authorities are the ones that are doing the experiments, right? It's the ones that come out with the data, scientists. The intellectual authority should not be a person, by the way, DD410. Intellectual authority should be the source where you get your knowledge. 
because of course it's hard to fully process everything but you can think for yourself it's a nice stepping stone I think what was your answer to the question are all our actions selfish inherently selfish I talk about it in the book you have to define the, the self and when you want to define the self you look at consciousness and consciousness is based on the neural activity at any given moment and when you look at that it also includes your environment you cannot just say like the self is this little thing in my brain it doesn't work like that if you want to scientifically understand the self you got to understand what it is and most people when they think about the self it's just a social conditioned id they learned as they grew up but it's not what you are you are more than the self actually honestly if you think about it there is nothing external when i talk about to you you think i'm talking to you right the reason why you think i'm talking to you and i'm not part of you is because you make a, a, a distinction between what you see what you hear and the self but on the neurological level everything that you experience is you what you're experiencing now is just part of you there is nothing external doesn't exist scientific based on uh, looking at consciousness from a neurological perspective there's nothing outside your neural activity that is what you are it's kind of crazy if you think about it Baherapa says you talk so much about rationalism do you think the world would be better place if we had no emotions and if so would you choose to sacrifice all living creatures emotions or not no of course the world wouldn't be a better place with no emotions because we wouldn't be ready to think more rationally about you know about the way we go about it but at the same time emotions are only there because it allowed us to survive it was actually a shortcut of nature to be able to adapt to reality without knowing what was going on so when people think about emotions and and feelings and 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 all that shit that's also just you know reality that's also just you know evolution we tend to give emotions a bigger meaning right but it's also just a a mechanism you think like the reason why you you put your hand away when it's burned or when you're angry or whatever you think that these things just come from some universal magical source they're there for a reason because they allowed us to evolve where we are now and now rationality making sense can actually take over a lot of these things and is much more effective and that's why like when people say like emotions this emotion that like like emotions are just primitive mechanisms for us to be able to compute with reality that's it we're all machines just quite ineffective ones becoming more and more effective with our knowledge great book by the way a fiend it opened my eyes and made a lot of things clear my question is how do you control and avoid negative thoughts depression ocd harm general worrying thoughts so basically the way emotions work is you experience them and then you'll get like you experience them before you're aware of them and what i mean with that is like thinking about your emotions and rationalizing them happens after you experience them and knowing that mechanic is extremely important because you can wrongly rationalize certain emotions and as a result you can create certain spirals the emotion itself is not as bad as the thoughts that get linked with them if you do it in a wrong way because you can enhance the emotion it's almost like a swing effect and that's why just experiencing the emotion letting it go can be a very powerful way of therapy at the same time understanding where it is and really even you know like being able to to let it go can be very very catastrophic so understanding where the emotion comes from is very important the moment you can do that you can just live the emotion without 
too much thoughts that enhances it. Of course, if the emotion means that the concept related to it is something you have to do about, then you do that instead. You can have quite some very strong directed action plan. Just quick, but why was there a stage where we didn't make sense? Did nature have to figure out what makes sense to us? No, everything makes sense. But it's just our belief systems that doesn't make sense because we didn't grow with, you know, this knowledge. You got to be aware, like when you think about making sense, everything does make sense. Even irrational people make sense, but they themselves, relative to their beliefs, they don't make sense because they don't understand stuff. Our ability to just, you know, think and, and use our experiences to correlate emotions correctly with concepts is a process that, you know, that is part of our system. And it's not because... Uh, we evolved using you know mathematical patterns that therefore we have knowledge of everything so it's not like nature choose not to make sense it's just people seem to have the, the wrong misunderstanding that you know because we all are arise from mathematical patterns that therefore our ideas and thoughts has to be mathematical but that's not how it works our ideas and thoughts are defined by social conditioning and it's only very recently in our evolution that we started being able to question ourselves and that's why we have evolved so rapidly. And that's why I say these insights are so important. Because it's only now that we start understanding how the brain works. It's like a computer, it's like an AI being aware of itself, becoming self-aware. That's what's happening right now. Everybody thinking they're self-aware, like it's not really true self-awareness. True self-awareness is what I'm talking about now. It's understanding how the brain works, what your emotions, how the, what brings them about, all these things, being able to override these, these beliefs and stuff. That is really true self-awareness. All the rest of like just reflecting on things without knowing how your brain works, it's like, you know, it's a lot less advanced self-awareness than really knowing how your brain works. And that's why I say neuroscience is so important. It should be taught in school and everything because most of my insights come from that. Brunkovic, what you said it exactly. I say that literally in the book, what you said it. A thing, people sometimes say machine could be above humans if they become aware. Does that mean that we as humans, self-aware beings can become aware that we are actually machines and be much more effective? Damn straight. You guys could be become 10 times more, a thousand times more effective. It's fascinating that we look at AI and we go like, man, if AI would be able to change itself. But we are the same thing. We understand neuroplasticity, we understand how beliefs work, we understand how the brain works. We are in the same spot as artificial intelligence. We can grow so much, it's insane. People just don't, don't think about it. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.